This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we have heard the whispers for several weeks now, but Wall Street seems to believe that interest rate cuts are on the way in the next few months. In the minds of some, they might very well be needed fairly in the near future. Edamar Dreschler, professor of finance here at the Warden School, joins us with what may we may see play out. Edamar, great to talk to you again. Hi, how you doing? Thanks. I'm doing very well. Thanks for a few moments. All right. So the belief is that a May rate cut is getting to be more of a lock, but even a March cut isn't out of the realm of possibility right now. And that becomes very important for a lot of people who are thinking about where this is going to land, what decision the Fed is going to make here in the next few months. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's markets pricing in that we're likely to see a first cut like in the time period that you said, somewhere between March and May, uh, which has been a big turn from what they were thinking only you know a couple months ago. Uh, I, I think that's I don't have like a very specific view on whether it's March, April, or May, but I think the direction is right. It's increasingly obvious that inflation uh, is is going away or has largely gone away. And then especially this week, we've seen a couple of indications that the labor market, while still fine, is definitely not as hot as it was before. And if that, you know, if that's the case, then we don't necessarily need a real interest rate that's you know, three, three and a half percent, which is what you'd get if you're at five and a half percent short term rate and inflation goes back to two percent. But the expectation, I think a lot of people, is that this is going to be fairly incremental in terms of how the Fed handles this once they do get started, that these are going to be, you know, small cuts, uh, at least in the early going here. And that may be the path in general, uh, rather than what we saw when they were hiking rates in the last couple of years. Yeah, totally. And I really, actually, you know, we've gone we've gone quickly in both directions, right? In the times where we've had to cut, it's been a crisis situation, and they've cut very fast. And usually, historically, when they raise, they raise slower. But this time, in some sense, it was an inflation crisis situation, so they raised very quickly. I, I totally agree. I don't see any scenario now that's well, likely, no likely scenario where they there's a reason to, to, to cut very drastically. They're going to cut a little bit. I don't think it makes a humongous difference. It makes some difference on the margin. I don't even think there's been that strong evidence that the rate hikes themselves made that much of a difference. I mean, they're, they're probably the right thing to do, but there's not been like a humongous amount of evidence that that had that much to do with, uh, you know, the disinflation. It probably more than anything has affected the housing market and, and mortgages. That evidence there is very strong, but it's, it's a little hard to argue whether that's been like the big difference on inflation. I, I don't think so, personally. So how do you think investors then should be keeping their eye on all this that will be going on next year? It seems relative to everything we had, like a fairly benign period. It, the, the market goes back and forth between worrying that we are going to have some kind of recession and not. I guess that's the thing to worry about. Overall, it it seems like uh, a lot less uncertain time than we've had because it was always on the table that maybe inflation will come roaring back, maybe you'll lose, uh, you know, the, the control over it or something. That seems to be, you know, basically priced out now. That's not what people are worried about, and they're more focused on whether 
the Fed will just keep things where they are, cut a little bit? Is there a chance that we'll somehow see previous rate increases uh, cause the economy to slow down more so they don't get a soft landing? In that case, maybe they'll cut some more. I, I would guess we go down the, the expected route. Uh, I, I do see that it's, they'll probably wait a little bit longer because they're really afraid of what had happened before. My guess is that for all of them, it was a very stressful time period. I mean, I mean the people at the Fed, and so err on the side of caution with respect to cutting. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if inflation continues to go towards two percent so steadily the way that it has, and that seems to be what most of the forecasters think will definitely happen then having a difference between the rate and inflation of 3.5% is historically really big. And so they can yeah. err on the side again a little bit of not having, not, you know, not being so contractionary. How, how data dependent do you think the Fed will be about, you know, getting to that 2% target uh, rate that they want to see in, around inflation, but really the rates on interest rate, or the uh, rates that they will have in play here, uh, over the next couple of years, whether or not they want to be at, you know, 3%, 3.25%. I, I mean, how data dependent do they have to be, especially with the term transitory probably still, uh, you know, in their minds a lot, and, and obviously the concerns about uh, not raising rates fast enough when they really needed to. Right. I do think that was, I, I think almost on a personal level, that was a, must have been very unpleasant. Uh, and they n- notice they're they're pretty modest about not doing any kind of victory lap because I think that they probably must have been very like I said stressful and so you don't want to declare mission accomplished which can always blow back in your face but that's why they always play like the, a little bit of the, the 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 bad cop aspect of it saying we have to wait we have to wait but the market's kind of not buying it you know last week where Powell was saying that well we're not. Uh, uh, we're not basically changing our view too much on anything. And the market was like, sure, sure. And then, the, you know, 10-year rate keeps going down. I think they, they, they're sort of seeing through that and saying, look, if, if, if inflation continues like this and that's what people think, then you are, you're going to cut. Maybe you'll cut a little bit slower. So I, I, I do think they're very data dependent in the sense that there's not that much else to, to say or do at this point. Um, no reason to, to get too aggressive about cutting. And I don't think it really matters if the economy is going to be that sensitive on the margins to these things. Probably mm-hmm. the fact that the tenure has dropped so much in recognition of, of, of uh, the reality that there's no sign that inflation is going to be much higher, no sign they're going to have to keep raising rates is a much more important thing than you know how much they exactly play around with the short-term rate. So where do you think we are in terms of uh, the ability to bring this in for a soft landing right now? Seems very likely to me uh i just think it was all about the supply side i mean all about mostly about 90 percent about the supply side and you can see that a lot of the positive things happen like like i think auto auto production was always if you're going to look at only one thing auto production was the thing to look at it was continued to be down like five three to five million cars below where we were for a long time and it finally this year came back and that's kind of around the time that, that it became clear that, in many respects, the very long supply chains had essentially come back to the normal, and companies stopped complaining about this, and the ship shortage was essentially over. So I, I, I think it was mostly that. I don't think we're going to go back to some kind of high inflation. And so I, I think overall it's, it's, it's pretty good, and that's why market has been pretty happy. But I think for a lot of people out there uh, who, you know, had uh, – 
taken advantage of the very low uh, 0% interest rates for such a long time. And then we saw, obviously, uh, things like mortgage rates down and around 3%. Uh, the expectation right. is that we're not going to see that any time, you know, in our in our mindset, any time in the near future. And so things like the housing market are going to, you know, just have to adjust to uh, a world where it might be 5 5.5% in the future. Yeah, I think in a sense, the Fed raising rates, I, I would have done it too, but I, I think one of the, the the bad parts of it is that we really do need a lot more supply and production of homes, which was happening despite all the increases in rates. Housing starts are, are, are reasonable compared to what we've had for you know, 10, 15 years, but probably a lot lower than we'd like ideally, given the, the sort of backlog of houses we need to produce. But yeah, I don't think that I don't think that we're going to get back to that. That required like the COVID, the, the worry about almost, you know, very long run recession. In that world, we got to rates that were really, you know, scraping the bottom. So I'm, I would be very surprised if we go back to that. I, I totally agree with that. A- any concerns in your mind around what we've been seeing play out in recent months around the manufacturing sector right now? Because seemingly the numbers have been on the decline. Obviously, part of that is driven by the economy, but uh, right. we were similar with with housing. We were on a pretty good path there for a while with manufacturing. Yeah, so uh, it, it, it's less controversial to say it now, but but I think especially on on housing. Um, again, I, I think it was a little. It's a little unfortunate that that you know, according to textbook theory which hasn't really worked out, but we, we kind of have to raise the cost for housing so much because that's supposed to help decrease inflation. I think you would have had to have enormous courage to say, no, all of this like standard narrative that people really push hard is wrong. I'm not going to do it. So I don't, I wouldn't have recommended it. I wouldn't have had the courage to do it myself if I was there, but it is kind of a, and to some extent manufacturing too, though I'm, I'm less sure about that. It is kind of a casualty of that. And uh, and that's unfortunate. We haven't really done anything good with housing. We just made it less affordable. The price hasn't gone up as much, but the cost of borrowing has. And you multiply those two things together, and it's less affordable than ever. So I, I do hope that long-term rates go down and that production of houses, you know, manufacturing construction of houses, rises above the levels we've seen, the levels we haven't seen in a long time. I think we need that. All right. Edamar, great to have you back with us. Thanks very much for your time today. Thank you. You got it. Edamar Dreschler, who is a finance professor here at the Wharton School. To explore more content from the Wharton School, visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.